Welcome to Geopolitics in Conflict, Breaking News. What's going on, Elizabeth? So what's going on is the officials uh, in the United States government have put forth that it is very likely that there will be a diplomatic boycott of the Winter Olympics in China uh, from the Biden administration coming very soon. Well, indeed. Uh, just to let our viewers, we are from two different locations where you are. Uh, I'm out of town. So just for our viewers to, if they wonder why there are two separate screens <laughs> for all that. So that's the reason why, guys. But uh, just back to the topic that Elizabeth was mentioning about, that has to do with the, the upcoming decision. Uh, the, the decision has not been formalized or finalized yet mm -hmm. uh, when the President Biden will announce formally that the United States will diplomatically boycott the China Olympics 2022. What does yeah. it mean? All yeah. it means basically is that uh, the, the athletes still going to go and participate, but the delegation usually it's always headed by politicians of sort. Sometimes mm -hmm. the president himself, sometimes the vice president, high ranking officials. And so what they said was that there would be an official decree or declaration from the White House that no government officials from the United States would be allowed to go. Exactly. And, uh, and, and that's the official announcements. Mm -hmm. And that and we don't know yet. We don't know yet if, uh, if it's going to be. Uh, most of the uh, some individuals I talked to, uh, uh, just within the hour, uh, announced that it's it's a fair complete. It's a done deal. Yeah. You just have to wait till the end of the month to officially announce it. So. Well, and I, you know, we we talked earlier about the mm -hmm. call, the the summit that happened between Biden and Xi, and you know, I I would like to hope that that call made some kind of difference in this arena but i don't mm -hmm. think that that's true what do you think well about that? well well you're absolutely correct in your assessment regarding that because this action the fact that the conversation over boycotting the olympics came a day after the the, right. the virtual call suggests what you you mentioned mm -hmm. and usually the administration uh, the press secretary, whatever, they're going to be coming and said, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with the call. That's nonsense. Yeah. I mean, let's call it for what it is and let's stop pretend that there is no issue there. Because what it means to me, again, and I speak for myself here, uh, is that this is now the beginning of the Cold War setting, mm -hmm. if you will. Why am I saying this, Elizabeth? If you go back into history, using history as our guide, Look at two major events, 1972, 1980, when the mm -hmm. United States boycotts, of course, the, the activities that took, the, the destructive activities that took place in Munich back in 1972. And the 1980 had to do with the invasion of Afghanistan by the Soviet mm -hmm. Union, in which the United yes. States asked 65 countries to support uh, boycotting, and actually 65 countries did. How about about 80 of them didn't support the United States and went ahead and participate. So what it looks to me is we are moving into that direction. So to those, and I say this mm -hmm. straightforward and plainly, 
to those who say, oh, no, 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 there is no Cold War between the United States and China yeah. is ignorance. Yes. Yeah, they're playing I games. And this is this is very blatant, right? Because it's not like the athletes aren't going to be able to play. The athletes are still going to play. Mm -hmm. This is directly if you look at uh, if you if you look at human behavior, right? Because you have to look a little farther than what's obviously being said. This is an announcement without making a particular announcement. This is wow. something that they're putting out there to say, this is what we feel, but it's not even that strong because if they yeah. felt that strongly, they would take the athletes out and they didn't. Okay. Yeah, well, here is what it means in international relations. Mm -hmm. What you just said in an international relations jargon, all it means is that uh, uh, a context matters. Mm -hmm. So all the United States needs to do is announce something like this and yep. within the international relations context, it will have a different meaning altogether. So, yes. you know, who is to say maybe the administration might not boycott the representation. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But mm -hmm. that's not the point. The point is the context by which the U.S. announced that one. Yes. Most countries engage in all this. The second yeah. part to all this has to do with what is this is all about? Well, human yeah. rights. Oh, come on. Give me a break right. here. So let's let's be honest about what happened to human rights in Egypt for right. the political activists that have been imprisoned without due process. What happened to political activists in Bahrain? What mm -hmm. happened to to uh, prisoners in the United Arab Emirates? What happened to all the activists that in Sudan, in some other parts, that we are ignoring completely. So as we well, said and, earlier. And what, what happened to human rights here in the United States as well? Exactly. You know, exactly. A lot of people don't know the level of homelessness that we have here. A lot Ooh. of people don't know that one in four children don't have enough food to eat and their school has to provide their meals here. You know, people, people don't know that. So if you're looking at human rights violations, there's some human rights violations that happened at south of the border that were being almost completely ignored, if not potentially caused by our leadership, by Biden. Yeah. And so if you're looking at human rights, that's a very that's a very weak position to be taking yeah, yeah. this for. Yeah, it is a weak argument because the way I look at it, if I am to analyze this, is well, mm -hmm. the US couldn't compete with China technologically, economically, and all that stuff. So what's left? You play whatever cards you have at your disposal. The human rights issue will become the card that the United States will play, but it's not going to hold up. Mm -hmm. It's not going to hold up because my prediction is that after the Olympics, China is going to embark on a different policy altogether. Interesting. What policy do you think that is? Well, it's going to be very assertive. China is going to be more assertive than what you're seeing right now. Why is this? It's because China now feels that they can be looking at, at the U.S. If ever the United States wants to talk to China, it has to be done on an equal footing. 
And and that's that's the point that I want to bring up too. I really appreciate that you brought up that point because that call really felt like it put the US and China on equal footing. Exactly. And the truth is that China is a growing economy, not that they do not have their problems. We just saw a huge problem with Evergrande. There's a lot going on in their real estate markets. But overall, you know, the United States, whatever issues the United States government says that we have with China, ultimately mm -hmm. almost all of our stuff comes from China. We don't exactly. manufacture anything here. We don't we don't make anything. And so even even some of our military equipment, I think our drones come from China. So yeah. so we are so dependent on China. And you know, China is dependent on us too, in a way, because you know, the United States is the reserve currency. And so it is it is a very complicated situation. But I am I agree with you completely, and I am watching. Uh, China sort of come to 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 more of a level equality and putting putting itself in that position. Well, it's because you know, with all the indications, uh, technological, economic, infrastructure, you name it. You know, uh, China's thinking in terms of okay, we're gonna have to do what prosper the country. You know, they're not going about. Uh, uh, Creating, I mean, can you imagine? Did China send, for example, uh, 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 an aircraft carrier or conducted military exercises near the border, the US border? No. Right. no. They're not going to waste their time and energy and money on all this. Rather, they're going to focus on whatever that works for them as far as infrastructure and so forth. So, and this is why I didn't sort of buy the argument of the US boycotting the olympics over human rights i mean come on no one it's, should buy that i don't know nah, nah, i really uh -uh. don't i think it, it's even a weak argument i i do, i'm not even sure why that's what they said that it was because i think it's a very frail argument because that's the only option <laughs> that's the only <laughs> option there for them to mention there is no other ground on which they can argue uh, but uh, the 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 reason for that argument is also because as I said earlier, in international relations, context matters. All yeah. they needed to do is put it within an international frame of the so-called human rights, and that becomes the issue. But, you know, wise country is going to be looking at that and said, you know what? That's the beef between the U.S. and China. Why should we get in the middle? Yes. You know? And it's not, it, like I said, I don't even see it being that strong of a statement. Nah, if no, it was it's not gonna statement, the athletes wouldn't be allowed to compete yeah and, they are. and, and second thing is uh, my argument is that let's let's separate politics from sport mm -hmm. you know let's uh, sport by itself and but i mean to me when you start mismatching this kind of stuff that that tells me how ambiguous your phone policy is that's how yeah. fragmented that means you have no other strategy you have no other objective into how to approach international conflicts basically because we are in conflict with china but that's yeah. not a way to go about it sort of uh, educate yourself about the history of how those kind of issues been resolved then mm -hmm. figure out a strategy how to sit down with the chinese and have a conversation face to face directly without pretending and let's yeah. resolve the issues but this tit for tat like this it's childish that's the way i look at it so I, and I uh, agree. yeah it, it's just because it won't hold up
it won't hold up. That's the bottom line. It won't hold and, up. And especially not after the call. It won't hold up after the call that they just had. And in some ways, I feel like, you know, because it's it's being touted as something that didn't really accomplish much of anything, mm -hmm. uh, but that it was cordial and it was a positive step in the right direction. But with this announcement, uh, is it? Was no, it really a positive no. step in the right direction? Yeah. Was it really much of anything? No, not at all. It's just loud noise. Basically, that's mm -hmm. all it is. Because in China, they're going to be thinking in terms of, well, how can you rationalize with a, a system like this that can bash you on one hand, okay, and mm -hmm. ask you for cooperation on another hand? That just doesn't make any sense. You know? We begged China for oil. Biden went and begged China to release its reserves. Which is bad to begin. China's not going to do that. Uh, for, for a strategic and logistical uh, common sense, they're not going to do that. Why will they cut themselves short by reducing their oil reserves to right. assist the United States that's been bashing them and being with this aggressive tone and all that? Why China will do that? China now... China, I believe, and, and we are not defending China here. I'll say it yeah. straightforward. China now is in position that they can decide what they want to do. Gone those days when the United States will exert its political influence, its global influence, its hegemonic influence. Those days are gone. And the shift in the geopolitical landscape is happening before our own eyes. It is. And what an interesting geopolitical shift is that's happening. You're absolutely right. Well, and it is because here is the thing. I'm going to show uh, our viewers. I have uh, I've been reading one article here specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, there's this picture of uh, 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 President Biden and President Xi. But in the background, you guys might not be able to see it. You know, the picture that is in the background in the silhouette is Joseph Stalin and Harry Truman. Mm. So what does it mean? That's when the Cold War started. Yeah. And that's exactly what this picture is depicting. So oh, wow. those, yeah, I see it. I see it. I see yeah, it. To those who pretending that the Cold War doesn't exist between China and uh, uh, the United States, is, is, is plain ignorance, basically. That's all it is. Well, and it's been going on for a while, right? Yeah. Like, this is not this is not new new like this chapter of it might be new but uh, it's been going uh, on for a while yeah yeah for that one elizabeth it means now it's coming up to the surface yeah now it's becoming more yeah. visible shall we say because mm -hmm. what's you gonna be seeing and we are working on something that's gonna truly uh, support this argument and we will mention it when we do one of our next breaking news we're still working on some information to confirm the authenticity of that uh, information. And basically what it is, it will confirm this geopolitical shift that is happening before our eyes. And yet the West and the United States, uh, they're sort of having a hard time accepting this reality. So when you have this call about boycotting, it, it, it's, it's the weakest of the weakest arguments. So that's the way I see it. It is. And it feels a bit like um, it feels like the United States is still trying to push a certain level of influence that I'm not sure it has anymore. Or it exists anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
That's true, because the, the, the shift, when you're talking about the shift, like the example we said earlier, in the geopolitical table, U.S. used to sit at the, at the head of the table. Yes. Those seats have been rearranged now, mm -hmm. whether we like it or not. That's that just, absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a picture uh, from a recent summit where um, Biden is all the way at the edge. I wish I had this picture. Maybe we'll throw it up on Twitter. By the way, guys, follow me on Twitter. Uh, my, I just, I just joined Twitter. Good. And it's uh, at the Alchemy of E. Let me put it up. But follow me on Twitter. Um, but this picture, I'll throw it up on Twitter. But if you look at it, you know, all of the world leaders are standing together, and then Biden is off to the side, sort of standing by himself. And I feel, I, I, I felt immediately looking at that picture that that's sort of what's happened in its own way that that the united states has ended up separating itself while many of the particularly russia and china have sort of starting started to come together a little bit more and and you know being on your own as a country and and looking at where we are now with the situation with oil right biden went to opec plus and asked for oil they said no Biden went to China and begged for oil and they said, sure, we'll consider it, which is, you know, the polite, maybe diplomatic way of, of saying, saying no. no. <laughs> and so something that's so yeah. important because, you know, and, and we I've talked about this before and I feel very strongly about this, that, you know, we took away Biden, Biden, I catered and pandered to the people who said, you know, cut cut oil, cut gas, cut all of that without having something else in place, mm -hmm. acting like we didn't need the energy, acting like we were just going to not need energy. Exactly. And so there's nothing, mm -hmm. nothing in place of that. And so now Biden's going out and asking these other countries for oil. And the answer is a resounding no. And, you know, would you, David, would you say even 10 years, 20 years, 30 years ago, that would have been the case? Or do no. you think other countries would have stepped up then because the U.S. was a much more powerful global hegemon? Whereas yeah. right now we're seeing countries say no to an actually pretty, pretty necessary thing like oil. Exactly. And this is why I see this boycott hypothetically if he moves forward by the end of November, all you're going to see most likely is UK, Australia, uh, Israel might support it, might not. Uh, you get some uh, European countries, but even Europeans are now, uh, they are now European uh, uh, countries. They are, except in England, of course, because it's not mm -hmm. a part of the European Union, but yeah. they are working on their own foreign policy that is independent from the United States. Well, and I'm following that. Yeah, and I'm following that closely because that will have a major implications as to where and, and how geopolitically speaking, the, the global order is going to be. Because now what you're looking at yeah. with this uh, decisions of the United States with China sending warnings to America and all that stuff, mm -hmm. the question that becomes that we all need to ask is, are we looking at a new global order? That's a good question. That's yeah. a very good question. And I think we're going to watch that unfold. What is what is your prediction, David? Well, it's 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 that new global order is underway mm -hmm. uh, on all fronts, you know, 
and and china is not a small player in the new global order no it's not so no. we better have to think twice about how we're going to proceed do you want to spend your time in uh, in aggressive uh, uh, posture with china in creating tensions in this and that till one day there is a miscalculations which will be too late mm -hmm. or do you want to sit down despite differences you sit down and try to hammer out the key differences and work a resolution or a solution that will benefit both countries interest and 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 the good for everybody and i i really i agree and i really appreciate that you said you know to to really sit down and hammer these things out and have honest conversations before it's too late because we i looking at looking at the shifting around of of the geopolitical power you know mm -hmm. we want it to be now the united states is tired of the war machine the united states is tired of every single thing being the enemy and everything coming from everywhere at once the united states is tired the people are tired of that yeah yeah you know if, if you if you if you look around if you ask people on the street they'll they'll tell you they're tired of it and you know china we we always say this china is absolutely not perfect china has enough serious problems yeah. but you know we don't want to make them an enemy no no don't it won't be a wise thing to do you know if we only read history and we tend to be a poor readers and i'm going to say it straightforward it's true. we tend to You're be so right. poor poor readers of history we don't read much of history that's why we don't understand it very very well so so that is why we wanted to address this with our viewers to uh, just provide a perspective in understanding uh, uh oh who's this uh, seeker yes thank you thank you very much seeker for your you. stickers we truly super stickers we truly appreciate it so and as i said we wanted to highlight this uh, to provide our viewers with another perspective mm -hmm. so this way they can have the information and reach their own conclusions as we always uh, advocate for because we are not to make a decision for them as far as how they reach conclusions and so forth that's their decision for us Absolutely. we provide the information there is one aspect i want to just mention it without going into details because we're still waiting on information uh that we're gonna do a breaking news on it and that has to do with space uh, and involved mm -hmm. russia china and the us and and we're trying to confirm some information and we're going to share it with our viewers and also we wanted to mention to our viewers we look forward to seeing you guys on friday live stream now you know i i miss our viewers elizabeth last friday <laughs> we couldn't do it, so. i know i know we were at a conference but, yeah. but we miss you guys very very much and we're, we're looking forward to having our long long form on friday and friday afterwards we have a presentation coming up that ross and david are going to do and i just got to see uh i just got to see the notes for it and it's really interesting and it's on the friendship between vladimir putin and china yeah that was very interesting i did uh, find some information that i need to truly truly confirm it has to do with i did not know that president xi speaks russian I didn't know that either. Yeah, but I he find does. that very, very interesting. He yeah. doesn't speak English. But he does but speak Russian. Russian. Interesting. 
They're very interesting. So well, and and uh, he and he and Putin have been friends for a long time. Exactly. We didn't know yeah. that either. Yeah. So well, we'll, we'll sort of deep dive into their very long friendship uh, and into their friendship right now, which is part of what is driving the world forward. Well, so that's part. Now, that's part of that global order. Yes, it is. It's part of that global order. So. So, so we will do that deep dive for our members at geopoliticsinconflict.com on Friday. So check it out if you are yeah. interested. And for you guys, if the ones who did not subscribe yet, please do so at this moment. Just hit that subscription button because we need your support. And subscribing to our channel is very, very crucial. If we are to grow bigger, if we are to reach more people because our objective yeah. is to raise awareness around the world for peace, for the truth. And that's what we stand for. So your support means a lot to us, and we truly, truly appreciate you for that. And for those uh, who do not know about our membership, please make sure to check out geopoliticsinconflict.com, see what we offer in that membership. And uh, as Elizabeth mentioned, we're going to be doing a deep dive on those issues of course, we talk about the things that we can't talk about on this platform. You all know what I'm referring to here uh, without saying it. And uh, we truly appreciate you. We appreciate what you uh, do for us with your comments, with your uh, support. You know you know what, Elizabeth? I've been reading some comments from some of our viewers. They're very heartfelt comments, and they're genuine. I can just tell. I've been around long enough to know, so I can read between the lines. And they are truly genuine. They want us to succeed. They truly want us to succeed. You know, uh, so I was on local, we have a locals.com page that we have not done very much with, but I was looking at Tulsi Gabbard's page. And as I was scrolling through her locals page, guess what I saw? What? I saw videos of us. Oh my so gosh. Posted, Tarot man, thank you very much for doing that. Yeah. But you know, we know that you guys are sharing these. And yeah, we, it means the world to us because truly. without you, we are nothing. Yeah. And speaking of uh, Tulsi Gabbard, I did uh, shoot her an email and have not heard back yet from her because some of our viewers were asking for her by name to come on our show. So well, if you want her on our show, yeah. So Tulsi, yeah, Tulsi, if you are watching this video, consider coming on, on our show. We will have a great conversation because she does have great ideas that will benefit americans here all of us she so, does yeah and she's, so. she's very open and candid and honest so you if you guys want tulsi on our show please reach out to her yeah. comment uh to her people and let her know that we are interested we would love to have her on the show yeah also i wanted to mention one thing before we leave uh we're gonna have a guest next week a very very interesting guest uh, someone I am very familiar with when I was back in Washington, D.C., and someone who knows great deal about U.S.-China relations. So make sure you turn in for that. We're going to have it recorded and released, but uh, it, it will be one of those interviews uh, that you will truly enjoy. So we want just to give you a heads up on that one. So uh, anything else to add, Elizabeth, before um, we leave? Follow us on TikTok uh twitter and instagram. instagram that's correct and once again remember to subscribe if you have not done so and we look forward to seeing you next time as always stay informed till next time bye bye